Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today, we will be discussing creative video marketing for SMBs with Dan Knowlton, co-founder of Knowlton, a creative digital agency in the UK. Dan is a digital and social media marketing expert who has grown Knowlton into a multi-award winning business that has worked with brands like FIFA, Wall, Nestle, Citibank, Eurotunnel, and Boston Consulting Group. In addition to running Knowlton, Dan is known for giving his best insights away on stages around the world. Dan is also the co-host of the Business Anchors podcast, which is the only business podcast you'll get excited to listen to at the weekends. Let's listen to Dan. As I promised, you know, uh, February, uh, the show is going to be blessed by, graced by amazing guests. Uh, you know, a lot of good people are coming on the show. I've been repeating that every, every week. So today I am super excited because the guest today is a special one for me. I love his content. I follow him diligently on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Is uh, a very fantastic guy. He and his brother, they are doing some fabulous work, which I look up to. So today's guest is Dan Knowlton. He's the co-founder and CMO of UK-based digital and social media marketing agency, The Knowltons. Okay, so he's a UK-based digital and social media marketing expert who has grown Knowlton into a multi-award winning business that has worked with the likes of FIFA, Wall, Nestle, Citibank, Eurotunnel, and Boston Consulting Group. In addition to running Knowlton, Dan is also known for giving his best insights away on stages around the world. This is pre-COVID, remember that, okay? Dan is also the co-host of the Business Anchors podcast. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's, it's fun, which is the only business podcast you will get excited to listen to at the weekends. So Dan is someone who... If you, if you follow him on LinkedIn, he and his brother, they put out such an interesting collection of content which you will love, learn, and get entertained at the same time. So without further ado, let me bring him on. Hello. Hey, hey Dan. How are Hello. you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, lots going on. But yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. How is, how is the COVID situation there? Uh, not great. <laughs> it's uh, we're in full lockdown at the minute. Um, so yeah, but it, it's looking better. I think with the vaccinations and things, we're on the on the way up, which is good. But yeah, right, good. right. You look like you're at the you're at your office. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> working from our office. Yeah. Um, working remotely sometimes, but coming in other right. times when we're doing video shoots and things. So. Right, right, right. So we will talk about all that very soon. So Dan, uh, you know, just to give a background, I started the show when COVID kicked in and uh, I bring on a guest like you, uh, you know, I have had people like Rand Fishkin coming on the show, sharing their wow. insights and exciting, you know, uh, lessons from their own lives, which everybody can imbibe and, you know, become stronger to get through all this. So thank you so much for taking time out. And uh, I have curated a set of questions about video marketing, how SMBs can adopt it, about you, Norton, Lloyd, a lot of things. So <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so if you're, if you're ready, I can start off one by one. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. 
Fantastic. All right. So, Dan, you know, one thing which I've noticed about you, you speak a lot or you used to speak a lot of with, you know, in front of audience across the globe. I know that about digital and content, etc. And also you are the co-founder of Norton, you know. So how yeah. did how, how did all this start? You know, you were you into marketing from day one or you just stumbled across your way? Good question. Um, <laughs> so I actually I did a marketing degree at the University of Brighton. All right. Um, but to be honest, I didn't really learn a lot about marketing, uh, which sounds sort of counterintuitive. But I I did that degree and then I went straight into a job. I did a graduate management scheme at a company right. called Enterprise Rent-A-Car, um, right. which is really random. But I worked my way up the ranks there, learned how to run a branch, learned about sales, managing people, um, customer service, a whole range of things. Right. Uh, and then I quit my job, moved back in with my parents, and then I started working with my dad who had a consultancy and just started self-teaching how to kind of build an audience on social media, started building up my presence, and then started our agency, then Lloyd, my brother, came on board, and then for the first four years, just trying to figure out what on earth we're doing, really, and the last right. two years has been us now growing our team and getting much bigger, well-known brands on board and yeah, that's about it, really. Touch wood, touch wood. I just saw your post yesterday about the milestone you guys just hit and the backstory about you moving with your parents and things like that. It's, it's a fantastic journey, isn't it? Yeah, it's been, um, it's really interesting. I never really take much time to look back at, like always try and look forward, like how are we going to achieve our next goal? And it's interesting sometimes to take a look back and think kind of where we've come from. So yeah, that was about that. Fantastic. All right. So, you know, you are a, you are a specialist. I, I love the kind of content you guys create, all the videos. I am a big fan of that, to be honest with you. Oh, so thanks. You, you're, a, you're a specialist in, you know, creative video marketing, including ads and stuff like that. So, you know, this is a late, this might be a lame question for you, but for the audience, it might be important because do you think videos are a powerful tool for brands to focus on? I know the answer, but still I want to ask. And if yes, why? Yeah, I think one thing we need to be careful of is, you know, we love video. Video is great. It's worked incredibly well for our business. We know the power of video. I guess what I don't want to do is just because we've had success with video, tell everyone you must use video. Right. Um, because I think, uh, like, even listening to other experts in SEO, in pay-per-click, in, 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 you know, print, everyone seems to preach that everyone should do what they've had success with. Um, right. so I think firstly, everything we go through today, take with a pinch of salt because video isn't for everyone. You know, right. if you're, say you run a small business and you're thinking of being on video, if you are really scared of being in front of the camera, you're not very good speaking, you know, yes, you can work on that, but there may be other channels that you could be using. Um, saying that from our experience, we've had a huge amount of success with video and um, producing video content that drives a trackable result um, for our clients. So I definitely think video is a really powerful tool to get in front of people, convince them that you add value and get them to actually buy what you sell. Right, right. Because, you know, the reason why I asked that question is once upon a time, videos were something which only selected brands could do. But now that's not the case. It's, it's There's more lot of democratization which has come in. People are investing in video and people are interested in creating videos so that's why i, I wanted to ask yeah that. i think the with smartphones and stuff the barrier to entry now is so low that yeah. you know 
how, how good quality with an iPhone you can create good video. I think it's right. about also understanding the different types of video. Like there's place for video that you can produce on an iPhone. There's place right. for highly produced content. So it's it's trying to understand that balance of what you should be producing and how you should be producing it. Absolutely. That's a, that's a very valid two points there. Yeah. Right. So, you know, uh, I want to talk about a little bit about the use cases. Okay. What are the typical use cases you recommend for videos for brands across the buyer's journey? I think, you know, I'm sure people watching this will have heard of the a kind of a traditional marketing funnel or right. kind of it, taking that logical approach and thinking, if I sell pens, for example, What's the what's the process someone goes through when they're looking for a pen like mine, right? And when right. you start to really think about that logical approach of, right, do they search on Google? Do they ask their friends where to buy pens? Are they on social media? You know, they, you know uh, do they look for review sites? Once you work backwards and start to understand that typical buyer journey, then you can create content that that helps guide those people through that journey. So, for example... You know, they may have objections along the way. How long does the ink last in this pen? Is, right. the, is the color bright enough for what I want? There's all these questions I need answering. You, I know this is a really simple example, but like you need to be thinking, how can I communicate and help overcome those objections, communicate why this pen is the best pen for you? And it's really, I was on a podcast the other day talking about this and it sounds so simple. And so, you know, it's nothing crazily advanced, but I think a lot of marketers don't, they don't do the basics right. They don't think of what is their buyer journey and how can they create content that guides them along that process. So it's a really simple way of trying to figure out content, doing it like that. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. You know, you, even the pen example which you gave, it's not that simple to sell a pen also. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's, it's a tough thing to sell. Yeah. Absolutely, all right. Mm -hmm. But that's a, that's the right way you mentioned, you know, better to mm -hmm. ask those questions and then build it from there. I also, cool. just, just to add one thing, sorry. Sure. Um, I think the other, that approach I've just mentioned is a very practical approach. We also need to take into account that, that people are very impatient. You know, if, if I'm trying to sell this pen mm -hmm. on social media, no one's on social media to buy a pen. Right. So you, ha you have to think, you can't sell anything to anyone unless they're paying attention to you. And you need to hold someone's attention to be able to sell them something. And from All our right. experience, the content you create needs to be interesting, needs to be informative, needs to be entertaining, needs to be insightful to actually get people to, to, to hold their attention. Once you've got their attention, then you can sell them the pen. So it's trying to think creatively, not just in a practical way. And I think where we've really excelled as an agency is cracking that code of how do you produce content that is something people want to watch and also sells them the pen. Right, right. I've seen some of your some of your uh, creative work for your clients, which is which is mind blowing. Actually, you know that exactly does the same thing. It keeps you entertained, and yeah. it also sells subtly. Also, so that's yeah. that's fantastic. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, next question, you know, I I focus predominantly on small and medium businesses because they need maximum support from a marketing standpoint. So you know, can, can according to you? Can SMBs leverage the power of videos in building and promoting their brand? Or is it ideal only for brands with bigger pockets or budgets? Again, from my experience, anyone can. Like if I look back to when Lloyd and I were working out of my parents' back room and we didn't have any income, we didn't have any budget, and we were creating videos ourselves, 
we we taught ourselves how to do it. We didn't have a huge amount of expertise. We didn't invest loads of money in equipment. We had a, a low cost camera, um, editing software. I can't remember what it was now, but it wasn't very expensive. <laughs> we did everything right. on a budget. And I think there's literally no excuse. If you've got you know, a smartphone and some initiative, you can start as a starting point. Obviously, the idea is to be able to learn how to improve and get better. And, and I think the key thing to remember is you have to make rubbish videos to learn how to make good ones. Absolutely. Um, and the, the, one of the biggest things stopping people is that they think, oh, if I post a video, I'm not going to come across as best as I can. I might look nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. The quality isn't as good as other people I see. That doesn't matter initially when you're starting because you need to learn how to create the video well. So, yeah. Right, right. So initiative and intention is very, very <laughs> critical. Just start. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So I, now I want to get a little bit in detail. Like, for example, if I want to ask you your top three advice for SMBs who want to leverage videos as part of the content. Good question. So I know... I know you have a lot of advice, but uh, I just want three, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> so I think the first thing, again, trying to keep it simple, is it's so important to understand who it is you're trying to take what action. Like, who is it that you're trying to target and what do you want them to do? Right. Once you really understand who that person is, who is that decision maker that you want to become a customer, then you can work backwards and start to plan and produce content that actually appeals to those people. I think so many people go out there and think, you know, I run a small business. I need to start making video. They just make a video talking about their small business. But right. you need to be thinking like who are the, for example, I'll give you an example of how we do this. Our decision makers we want to get in front of are um, people within marketing teams of brands. And okay. we know that people in marketing teams of brands um, they know a lot about marketing. They get marketing. There's certain situations within marketing that they understand. Us as an agency, we produce content that appeals to those people to draw them in, entertaining, interesting content, insightful content that marketers will actually care about. And that right. helps us draw that audience in. So the first thing is really understanding the who. And it is kind of the basics of marketing, but not enough people yep. kind of focus that. on that. Yeah. All right. That's, that's number one. Second one is... Um, is to uh, stop putting things off um, because based on excuses. Like, like I said earlier, people aren't making videos because I don't know if I'm going to come across well, the, the equipment's not good enough. The longer you put things off, the longer it's going to take for you to get the results you want. So stop making excuses and start now. Right. And the third one is... Um, Try to think creatively. I think like there's so many people online that produce videos that look like everyone else in their industry. You know, right. I'm an I'm an IT person and I make a video of me talking about IT. Try and think how can you be unique? How can you produce content that's different, that makes you stand out, that that has a different spin on things? Because if your content looks like everyone else in your industry, you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. Okay, that's that's top three advice. Know whom you're marketing to or producing the videos for. Uh, number two, just start and keep testing, improving, whatever you want to do. And number three is keep your spin to it. Give your touch to yes. it. Absolutely. Yes. That's perfect. fantastic. That's fantastic. Cool. All right. Uh, so next question is, you know, what are some of the key things which small and medium business owners need to keep, uh, you know, keep in mind when they start 
their video marketing journey? I think consistency is important. I think right. if you're just saying, I'm going to start video and you don't really have a plan as to how you, you know, you haven't scheduled the time to properly plan for it and prepare for it and strategize and you right. haven't properly planned the time to shoot it and edit it well, then, um, then it's not going to get the results you want. I think making sure you're scheduling that time. This is another thing, speaking to lots of companies that we do as an, as an agency that's really helped us is how we manage our time. So every second of every day, we come into work and we know what we're doing because we've had a monthly planning meeting, a weekly planning meeting, a daily meeting, so we know exactly what's going on. So I think, yeah, making sure you're properly planning your time. It will be a good investment of time to do that, definitely. Right. Right. Okay, cool. All right. So, you know, uh, next question is a little bit, which you guys are very good at is creativity, right? Mm -hmm. So how can SMBs, you know, you know, I, I know creativity sometimes doesn't come so easily or it, it's, it depends mm -hmm. on person to person, but how, how SMBs can rely on creativity while leveraging videos to tell their story? I think it, it goes back to the point I mentioned in terms of understanding the who. Right. And there's something we do when we're kind of thinking about producing creative video, we start with the who. So who is it you're trying to convince to do something? Right. Literally get a flip chart, draw that person in the middle. You know, is it 50 year old Steve, the golfer who's, you know, lives in Kent or lives in wherever, draw that person in the center and then start to kind of um, think of different ideas around what would 50 year old Steve, the golfer relate to? What funny situations will he understand? What does he talk about with his friends in the pub or at the golf course? You know, what are those things that he's talking about right now? And you may need to do research into this. If you don't, yeah. if none of you are in that target demo, actually doing the research to speak to 50-year-old Steve, ask him those questions. What do you talk about with your friends in the pub? In your friend's WhatsApp group, what are you chatting about? You know, those kind of things. And then you can start to think and start to develop video concepts that tap into those relatable situations. Because when someone sees a piece of content that they relate to, that they're watching and thinking, I totally get this because it's, it, this is what I do. It's what me and my friends talk about. Then right. they're hooked in. Then you can bring them into more of a sales message and talk about your product because you've drawn them in. Right, got it. That's that's a very, very, uh, it's, it's, it, I, I can sense that it's coming from a person who does this daily. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's also coming from a person who didn't used to do this. So <laughs> I, I, we didn't used to do this and we didn't used to get as good results. So it's it's just right. a case of trial and error constantly to figure out what works. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least now people have something to refer to. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, uh, next question, plain and out, you know, what kind of videos do you recommend to small and medium businesses as part of their content marketing strategy? So I think thinking about that, traditional marketing funnel model mm -hmm. a really kind of actionable step people can take is to think of a basic three-stage marketing funnel so at the top okay. building awareness right. at the middle of that process building trust or consideration and at right. the bottom action or purchase right. so as an as an activity you literally note down awareness consideration purchase and start to map out content ideas based on those three stages so for example right. At the awareness stage, one type of content you can be produce to drive awareness is educational content. From your experience, from your expertise, what can you teach your audience that they want to learn? For example, right. for us, we started out, the way we initially got traction six years ago was whenever we learned anything to do with social media, we created an in-depth tutorial teaching others how to do it. 
that helped build awareness of us because we turned into the the guys that shared useful insights and, and educational um, content. Right. Take into account that middle of funnel consideration stage. What trust building content can you produce to build trust? Case studies, testimonials, evidence to show that you deliver on your promises, you know, tutorials with your product if you're selling products. Um, you know, user unboxings and reviews, if you're that kind of thing. And then at the purchase stage, what can you produce that's going to really give a clear call to action to get people to buy when they're ready to buy? That's really a basic kind of format to decide what content to, to produce. Got it. Got it. I think that's good enough for somebody who is starting the journey to mm. stick to that format might work for them. Right. Mm. So uh, any, uh, you know, just again, uh, advice on people who are starting any video marketing tools you recommend for SMBs to kickstart their journey? Hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends what they're, how they're producing video. I think when I, when I started out and I was producing video with my phone and I, yeah, and yeah, didn't know a lot about video, there's a few apps that I used that it could be a good starting point. I think one, one tool for getting confident on camera is using things like Instagram stories or Facebook stories or TikTok or Snapchat, stories-based platforms where you can pick up the phone and start to create content in an authentic way and it doesn't need to be highly produced. That's a really great tool for building confidence on camera and starting to produce that kind of content. Um, there's a few other like random apps I use on my phone, especially for people who are starting out. An app called InShot, which is, is for editing video on your phone. It's quite simple. Another one called Cut Story is another app you can use to cut videos to the correct length for different story platforms. Um, other than that, I think a lot of the content we produce now is is our editors and our amazing right. team produce, so I don't get right. involved in that much. But if you're starting out, those kind of apps can help you. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, you know, next question is, you know, uh, since you are from one of the agencies, you know, does it make sense for... Uh, smaller business owners to consider creative agencies for supporting them with their video marketing or is it too expensive? I think it depends on their budget and it depends on what support um, they're looking for. So for example, we do a lot of brand, big brand work. However, we do also work with smaller companies to develop strategies to provide consultancy. So I think um, certainly in the strategic element where you can gain a huge amount of value to help you know what to do i think there's definitely options for support there we like i said we work with smaller companies in terms of outsourcing i'd say in my opinion most of the people or smaller companies you can afford to outsource for for a very low fee from my experience don't deliver on their promises so i'd be very careful if you're paying someone 300 quid a month 400 quid a month to, to manage all your social media, just be careful and, and do your due diligence to check that they have case studies and things. Because I think it there's a lot more than people think goes into managing social media and ad campaigns. Right, I got it, I got it. That's, that's that, But the point here is, if you want an agency to help you build your strategy, that's also a good starting point. You know, that you, you get to get some yeah. kind of leverage from that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just, each individual person needs to evaluate their situation, I think. But in most cases, much smaller businesses, you know, probably haven't got the budget to outsource their marketing completely. However, you know, we've worked also with small businesses to produce standalone video content. So it's really kind of deciphering what what budget you've got and what you can get for that. Got it. So speaking of creative agencies, let's talk about Norton. You know, it's a small team, fantastic team, 
doing lot of kickass work so <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit you mentioned about a little bit about the origin story so i want to know how did it reach at this point and what kind of services do you offer sure so really the first i think we've been going 6 years now just just over 6 years the first 4 years really looking at it was lloyd and i just figuring out stuff it was us um learning testing you know working with smaller companies and trying to figure out this whole marketing thing cuz it takes a lot of trial and error to really understand and you know we've still got a long way to go we've got lots to learn we haven't nailed everything at all um so that those first 4 years are really that the last 2 years have been sort of growing our team so we're now a team of 6 um and the last year we've hired 3 people and yeah we're really starting to um, build out our team and our and what we're offering In terms of what we do offer, we offer three three main things. One, strategy development. We work with brands to um, develop marketing strategies. Two, content production. We produce really we've got a really creative team who that produce really great creative content, a lot focused on video. And three, paid ad ad management. So paid social media ads. We manage, set up, run paid ads that drive a trackable return on investment. They're the three core areas. fantastic fantastic all right so you know you have been doing some stellar work in creative videos and uh, you know uh, marketing strategies etc and you have got some very high high big brands you know as your esteemed clients so if you can share some of the big brands you have worked for some of the work you have so proud of that will be fantastic yeah it's interesting like looking back along the way there's there's always those kind of pivotal moments where you win a new a new brand and if they get bigger and bigger so like when i look back i think the first one of the first like biggest for us at the time organizations was like the local council and um, we did some work this was 6 years ago when we started we won the council as a kent county council as a client and we were like wow this is the best thing that's ever happened to us and then the next milestone from there was eurotunnel i think eurotunnel is the underground train system from the UK to France i think they've got like 3500 employees for us it was like a huge company and we did um, some really exciting video projects with them and that was a pivotal moment next things like fifa for example 2 years ago i flew out to dubai and trained the head of digital at fifa nestle citibank and did a whole range of training out there that was a really amazing experience um and then more recently you know we've worked with wool the longest running male grooming brand huge huge personal uh, male grooming brand on a whole range of campaigns um so yeah i think it's um each each time we get a new big client we we kind of milk that for all it is to promote and get more business just like you'd have seen with my recent post for a company we've just started working with they've got some amazing results we kind of build on the new bit of work we've done to get the next project so right. yeah. every every client is a new good interesting case study for you for example yeah yeah definitely <laughs> absolutely so you know uh, talking about nolton it's 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 not nol it's it, it is in the right word for me it is noltons you know plural plural <laughs> so, you know nolton cannot be complete without lloyd because i love lloyd you know i i, I find him very interesting uh, whenever i see i'll, I'll tell you said that <laughs> <laughs> and you know i and surprisingly we have been connected on linkedin so i'll send him a connection request today Please right do. so <laughs> you know what role he has played in your life as a brother as a and as a co-founder 
a huge role, I think. Like, um, we obviously have grown up together, spent a huge amount of time together as we were kids. We went off and did our separate thing. And then I think what really works with us two is that we're so opposite. So we've oh, got there more to say that. In, in, all, in all aspects of life, we're complete opposites, and especially in decision making, in our skill set. So it's really helped the fact that all the things I'm rubbish at, he's brilliant at, and vice versa. So it, in terms of a partnership or a business partnership, it's 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 worked incredibly well from that sense. Also, because we're family and we're brothers, there's no ulterior motives. There's no me trying to get one over on him. We both want each other to be successful and happy. So forever, we're going to try and support each other to do that. So there's no question of, is he making that decision because he wants something more than me or vice versa? We completely trust each other, 100% trust. And yeah, we really get on. We like spending time together. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, it's, it's very nice to see, uh, the, the, you know, the, I don't know whether chemistry is the right word, but the chemistry between you two in the videos and stuff, you know, it's, it's like, you know, uh, taking energy from each other. Yeah, right. it's all genuine as well. Yeah, we're not putting an act on. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> right. So another thing which I've noticed uh, you from you over the period is the kind of keynotes you give. I've seen your YouTube videos on that and all that. Mm. So you have been giving some keynotes. So can you, if you can share some of the keynotes which you are very proud of, you know, uh, mm. that would be very nice. I mean, it's been a while since I've done one because of COVID. Um, right. I think the last... Actually, the last one I did was at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in March last year. Right. Um, I'd say the one, probably the one that's most memorable to me that I'm really proudest of is was Digitalium, Digitalium in Romania. I posted a video of it the other day, actually. And uh, yeah, it was talking about advertainment and how to produce entertaining advertising. And uh, I got to speak on stage with Mark Zuckerberg's sister, which was a bit of a, I was kind of fanboying her. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, and I think there's so many, I've done so many talks and, you know, some of them go okay. Some of them go badly. Some of them, I really feel like go, they go well. And that one I sort of felt <laughs> good about, but they're not all like that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I have, whichever I have seen, they were pretty nice and some valuable insights from them, from your deck as well. All right. That's yeah. fantastic. So, uh, my final question, we wrapped it up pretty soon, so I can go have my dinner faster than <laughs> nice. I expected. <laughs> Good you. So, so, you know, one last question, which I ask all the guests to come here, because we are going through this pandemic. How has COVID-19 impacted you and the Norton? Um, I'll be honest. Initially, when it's when it all started, it was very worried. Well, sorry, from a business point of view, I'm talking from a business point of view, it was very worrying for the business because we had a lot of campaigns put on pause. A lot of brands, you know, it was, it was uncertain times, so no one knew what was going on. So we were thinking, wow, how is this going to pan out? So it was very concerning. Um, and then after a while, we, we started to rethink, are we going to have to rethink the whole business? What's going to happen? And then we actually just knuckled down and spent, so much effort and time in working on our own business on our website on our marketing and we actually um got a few really decent new projects in hired two more people and yeah it, it's kind of been really busy since then there's definitely i think december um it started to look slightly quieter so it's still you know it's not just all going up like that it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster but business wise overall 
we've been okay. We're very fortunate that our clients aren't in, in hospitality because, you know, I've got lots of agency friend owners who um, some of them, all their clients are in hospitality and they're just, you know, what can they do? So um, personal wise, I, I had, well, my fiance had COVID and very lucky that she got through that and been very fortunate really. But yeah, it's a, yeah, other than that, all uh, good. <laughs> I know you, you became a father also recently. Uh, yeah, well, he's just over one now. Um, yeah, so all right. that's exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Dan, to taking time out and coming on the show. It was fabulous. I'm pretty sure people who will watch will take some initiative to produce some videos and do some kick-ass work like you guys do. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. All right. So that was Dan Knowlton from Knowlton, the creative agency from UK. Thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow the Thrifty Marketer Podcast today. Now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. See you next episode.